Hey guys, welcome to the Open Conversations Podcast with your host, Nicole Williams, lifestyle blogger, event planner, and communication strategist, and Rodney Carter, singer, songwriter, producer, and vocal arranger. And, and together, together we, we spark conversations around a variety of topics including lifestyle, career, relationships, business, personal branding, and much more. Today, we interview renowned fashion designer, philanthropist, entrepreneur, and author, Dr. Sonia E. Noel. Hi everyone, this is Nicole, um, lifestyle blogger and communication catalyst, and I'm here today with none other than Sonia, or should I say, Dr. Sonia E. Noel. Did I get it right? Oh, you could just say Sonia. <laughs> we'll ask you about the doctor part later on. But um, Sonia, I'm going to let you go ahead and I'm going to um, introduce yourself quickly. Well, my name is Sonia Noel. I am from the beautiful country in South America, Guyana, the only English-speaking country, known the land of many waters. Um, they said we're known for six races, and which I possess all of them, I think. <laughs> but um, I'm a fashion designer, among other things, but I'm known for um, my creativity. And um, what should I say? I don't like to talk about myself, really. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're here today to talk about you, so... If you ask me questions, that's fine. But like to just say things like other. Okay, don't worry about it. That's okay. I got you. Um, okay, so um, I've been I read your bio and it says you've been doing this for over twenty years. Um, how did you get started? Actually, yes, I am celebrating twenty years. Um, as long as I can remember myself, like I say to people, it is in my DNA. The create is in my DNA. I can remember as far back in primary school where I would teach kids how to make clothing out of paper. Uh-huh. Pretty dolls and like the head wraps and the flare skirts. And it was just, it was just a natural thing to me because my mom was a seamstress. Okay. Take the scraps and do my own thing. So I okay. guess the influence came from her too. But I really didn't want, as a, as a kid growing up, I thought I would be a nurse. The only reason I liked that is because it looked so crisp in there. White, because in Ghana they wear white uniforms and white, uh-huh. white stockings. So it looks so, I was like, I want to be a nurse. And then I said, I wanted to be a stewardess because I wanted to fly. I wanted to go to medical. <laughs> I think, I think probably everybody at some point wanted to be um, an air stewardess, a hair hostess, you know, as we call them back in the Caribbean. But I, I think at some point everybody wanted to, to be one of those. If we wanted to go to other countries, right? <laughs> we, just, we just didn't think about it work it entails. Yeah, but, but uh, definitely, um, I, I, I breed it, I sleep it, I eat it. It, it is just creating, just uh-huh. creating. it's not just clothing because I'm a, they say I'm a good cook and I think I am pretty good cook, but I also like to present, I like to create. Like, if I'm going to put a plate, it must just be it, not just the normal plate. Creativity, okay. So, so cooking is one of your passions, love it, absolutely love it. Okay, necessity because I had to help my mom, but then now I love it. If you were going to be here long enough, I'd have you make me a plate. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll do that sometime in the future. Don't worry. Okay. What's your favorite plate to make? Actually, I like quite a variety. Because, you know, in the Caribbean, we do lots of curry and chow mein and, and, and roti. I actually can, I can actually bake well to lots of cakes and pastries and stuff. Love. Okay. I'm good at our original, the pepper pot that we are known for, our traditional dish, which is uh-huh. Indian. 
pepper pot. Oh, if you taste my pepper pot, oh my God, you're just not going to want I've actually, I've come to think of it, I've never actually tasted um, Guyanese pepper pot. I, okay, I've never actually done right. that. You will. Okay, okay, I'm going to hold you to that. <laughs> um, okay, so I also read that you were a teacher at once too. Yes, I was a teacher for two years at the high school. Actually, it, it was one of those things where you wanted to give back to your community. Okay. Uh, they called me and said, you know, we need you here. I said, okay, I'll give you two years. And I did give them two years. But okay. It wasn't a, a life ambition. It wasn't a career choice of mine. But the two years, I learned a lot. And I got so close to some of the children. So it was very difficult to leave. And also what made it even more difficult is like some of the parents, you know, they come and say, no, since you're there, my child has a new perspective on life. Because I've always been the type to inspire. I'm all, all, always growing up, I've always been the type to have people like lift people up. So it, uh -huh. that's exactly what I did. I did two things that was <laughs> but like very important was always let the kids know that they can be anyone they wanted to be. Uh -huh. I did a whole lot of fashion stuff too. <laughs> okay. And I guess that um, stuck with you because I, I see you do a lot of philanthropic work, working with women and, and girls. Tell us about that. Yes. Um, philanthropy, it's part, that is also part of me. It is, it is, it comes naturally. And like I was saying to someone yesterday, I think that came from a very early age. Like I would see my grandmother, even though we didn't have a lot, because uh -huh. my mom and dad separated, we went to live with my grandmother. She always had somebody else living mm -hmm. there that was outside of the family circle. And I okay. Asked, Why is she doing this? And then people always dropping in to get some food or get some this. And another, she was a rich woman, but she always found a way to give. Then my uh -huh. mom adopted the same style. And you know, they say the environment breeds character. That is so true because I saw that. I saw that. And it just became a natural part of me to give, okay. to give, to give. Like Maya Angelou said, when you get, you give, and when you learn, you teach. And I live my life like that. Okay, okay, cool. And um, with that, um, well, I know outside of being, of course, um, running your own brand, you're also the um, founder of um, Guyana Fashion Week, um, among other things, the Women's Association of Sustainable um, Development, the Women in Business Expo, Guyana Model Search, Designers Portfolio. I mean, what what, what are you not um, running? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I start actually, we're celebrating 10 years. I started in 2007. I lived in Barbados then. Uh -huh. And I every time I travel and I'm on trade shows or fashion shows, mm -hmm. I was the only designer from Guyana. And I knew they had way, I mean, talents in abundance. And I said, you know what, how can I get this talent out there because it's very very expensive to travel you know ever you have to take your own egg when you when you, if, if your government doesn't provide you have to provide for yourself uh-huh i said you know what i'm going to start this event i called up a couple of friends of mine that i know understood my vision i said listen i need you guys i want to start Guyana fashion week and um i know i'm gonna to have to use a lot of my own resources but i want to do it anyway and I, you know, I went back home and I said, this is what I wanted to do, but not everybody can understand your vision. So I brought, yes. together, and then they're like, oh, yeah, I'm ready for this. This project is too big and whatever. I said, you know what? My God, tell me that it's possible and it's possible. And we're celebrating 10 years. 
and we've had so many young aspiring designers who are now designers. Okay. Designers portfolio, when I started that was for the young ones that are now finding themselves, the ones that, you know, just probably have some sketches and just want to study. Let's see if that's really what they want them, put them through like different challenges and, and so on. So mm -hmm. I love the creative sector so much. And I could remember when I was starting designers portfolio, somebody that was senior to me in design in Guyana said to me, why would you want to start that? You know, you want to groom competition for yourself. And I thought uh -huh. it's offensive because if you were to think about the industry and if you were to think about the people, I mean, the young ones that are coming up, that's the future. Yes. So well with young people because we have to invest in them. We have to continue to encourage them. We have to continue to encourage them to dream and know that those dreams are possible. They can be reality. You know, it's so funny you say that because some people look at, um, you know, they don't, they don't see it as an opportunity. They see it as competition and they figure, okay, if I show somebody else how to do this, then they're going to take what, what's yours is yours. Right. And, um, you know, you, you got to work. I always believe in the whole saying that, um, you know, 50% of something is better than a hundred percent of nothing. And so, you know, if more of us teach what we know, um, then, you know, it will be so bad, especially for the youths coming up. They want to learn how to do, you know. We, we owe it. We have a responsibility. And that's why I encourage people. Let us be, let us be streams, not reservoirs. Don't let's keep information to ourselves. Uh-huh. Go through. Like for me, I have like, I'm part of the John Maxwell team. And every book that I, I bought from John uh -huh. I don't have any with me. because Actually, I only have one with me. Because I lend it, I, I, I developed that relay method of one hand to the other, one uh -huh. So as soon as it comes back in, I have a name there to call and say, okay, the book is back and get it. Because if I want to add value to people, I have to take it seriously. Yes. Having a collection of books on my bookshelf does not do it. Have it in mm -hmm. people's hand and making sure that they read it, that is what do it, you know, so. Yes, you gotta have that. And, and that is key, it's about giving value. It doesn't matter how much you think, great you think your brand is. If your brand is not offering value to others, then how, you know, how, how, how good is it? It's supposed to, you know, enrich other people's and lives. Other people. And that's why I always say I pride myself on developing a clothing brand that mm -hmm. it just doesn't cover just nudity or beautify the outside. It has to enhance, enhance the inner you. So I mm -hmm. a way to do my philanthropic work and designing together, use the platform of fashion to inspire lives. And I mean, I'm so blessed. I am extremely blessed and I'm so thankful. I mean, every day, many times a day, I thank God. I just thank, even in the time of challenges, I still do. Because okay. But I'm doing what I love. I'm I'm, I'm living my purpose. I, I'm fulfilling my purpose, and, and it's it's just a great place to be in. And that's good. I see. I try to take the glasses off and see if I can see the questions. Okay, but um, you know, you're talking about passion and living your passion. There's a lot of people out there who, you know, they they have their passion, especially women, you know, and girls, and they they don't they don't know what to do with it. What do you you know tell young women or young girls? Um about how to, you know, maybe like yourself, start a business, you know, passionate about something, wanting to start your business, or you have those people, you know, like you said, who will try to tell you, you can't do it. What do you have to say? What do you have to say to, to those young, you know, young women? Um, like I said, that's why it's important to work on self. It's important to work on you, to know you. It's important to love you because when you know you and you mm -hmm. love you, no matter what people say, you know you. And, you know, a lot of times, sometimes, if, when you hear something, you hear it constantly, people telling you, even from family, it, it happens in, in families. Uh -huh. Parents that tell their kids, you know, negative stuff. And I can say to people, see, this, see this space here? It's this premium property. Negativity can't afford no space here. 
you know, not at all. And I encourage people to love themselves, to know themselves. And it, when it comes to purpose, you, know, you have to ask yourself, what, what would I do? Even if I'm not paid for it and I still love it and I still give uh-huh. because a lot of times we get carried away by the money. You yeah. After the money, you don't go after the money. You go after what really, what really makes your heart. It's like, oh my God, I get up in the morning. You're so excited about it. The money comes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always tell um, clients that I work with, um, whatever it is that you find yourself when you're doing it, that you lose track of time, that's usually where your passion lies. Yes. You know, you would never work. Like I, I don't feel like I'm working every day. I mean, I could, it was Friday. It was no Thursday and and, and Wednesday, 48 hours. I didn't sleep. I went to Boston. I had to do some stuff. They then back here and then right when I get here, something else, but it didn't even feel like work because yeah, you're having fun. Absolutely love it. And that's right. about life is about, you know, finding that thing, that one thing that really would just make you no matter what you, you know, when, when that happens, you make the impossible possible. You find ways. Okay. Uh-huh. When, you know, there's too many people that are going to work. I said, like, oh God, do I have to this Monday morning? Oh, do I have to really go there? Because you spend so many, if you, if you multiply the hours in the day and the uh-huh. years you spend on that job that you absolutely hate, you can get sick. It costs yeah. and so many things. So we need to find, and, and, and a lot of times we're like, we're afraid of changing. We're afraid that, oh my God, yes. this is what I really want to do, but I'm comfortable here. We're scared of the unknown. But we have to be, for real, when great, for, for real growth to happen, we have to find a way. Mm-hmm. Comfortable even when we're uncomfortable. To be comfortable even when we're uncomfortable. And yes. We have, to, we have to just think about, maybe we open our parachutes and it doesn't open. We try to open, it doesn't open that before we hit the ground. But when you get the get up, I mean, just, just leap. Just throw your wings down. I'm the kind of person prefer to try something and fail then I fail to try it and I'll try again I'll evaluate why did I fail and I'll mm-hmm. try again okay so with, with, with the whole like with that whole concept of um you know keeping yourself motivated and and, and putting positive things in what happens on those days when you don't feel like doing it when you you know when you don't feel like getting up when things you know because as entrepreneurs one of the things that we go through is, you know, there are ups and downs. I mean, it's, it's, it's beautiful, you know, being an entrepreneur, being in your own business. But then those, then there are the struggle days. What do you do when you have those struggle days and when you feel like throwing your hands up? What, what keeps you motivated and what inspires you? We all have those struggle days. Like I, I said to someone, you know, you, you, have to, you have to have a reason to, to wake up in the morning other than the alarm clock. Uh-huh. My why, you have to find out what your why is. Uh-huh. My why it's the people I add value to, the people that are dependent on me. Uh-huh. So when I think about that, of course, like I can give you an example. One day I woke up, I wasn't feeling so well. I have a lot of foster kids in the orphanage. So I bring them to my house sometimes. I sometimes okay. 20 of them at one time at my house. And so I just take them for ice cream, do things, different things, and take them to church. And I got up the Sunday morning, I promised them to take them to church. And I was like, oh my God, I wasn't feeling so well. When I thought about those faces that are dependent on me to take them out of that orphanage for the day, that was uh-huh. my I don't need to disappoint them. Uh-huh. So a lot of time we have to find out what is our why. And that is yes. Okay. All right. So a little bit about the designs. I, I realized that when you first started designing, you, you were designing under another name, not Sonia Noel Designs, but the, I think that was Mariska. Yeah. Okay. What, what happened? You know, the change of name. Because I know sometimes as you go along and you build your brand, Sometimes you start out in one place and then you end up in another place. Tell me about that transition. What happened is before designing, I had a shop called Mariska's Fashion. 
Uh-huh. And I would design, I would design stuff for myself, but not stuff for the shop because it was like a hobby at first. Uh-huh. And people would always say, I want what you're wearing. How come we're not seeing it in here? And then I said, you know what? I was doing for families and friends. And then I said, you know, why don't I just do a line? Why don't I just do it seriously, you know? And uh-huh. that's how I started. And that's when it was Mariska's design from Mariska's Fashion because it was my design. And I wanted to carry the name of the shop that I, I still had. I just wanted that connection. Uh-huh. And then I started, you know, uh, Sonia Noel. Because it's Mariska's design by Sonia Noel. That's how people used to be calling me Mariska too because they were like all mixed up, right? Like, uh-huh. And I said, you know what? Why don't I develop the Sony in the World brand? Uh huh. Okay. Change. Right. Sony in the World design. Yeah, I, I understand that too. Because one of the things that I've always done was build my own brand using my name. And even when I went from different places, because people follow you, the person. Oh, people buy into you, the person, before they, buy, they, before they buy into anything else. They buy into your vision or anything else. Yes. And to this day, even, you know, with my business name and stuff, it's always stemmed around me, the brand. And, you know, it helps. And especially today in a time where personal branding is more important than even just a career title and all that stuff. I did um, a, um, I started a weekly wisdom where, and the first title was, topic was career is old technology. Um, personal brand is new technology. And it is th- true. Because now it's not about, okay, my title, you can have that title, but what happens when the computer, the, the machines or whatever it is takes your job, what, what do you do? And this is where I guess soft skills and, and, and um, you know, the network and the relationships and the value that you've been adding comes into play. Oh gosh, the value. I just absolutely love that word. And what, what I also like, one of my mentors, is definitely John Maxwell, like he said, uh-huh. one is too small of a number to achieve greatness. And that's what we have to always think about. And I, you know, I, I have a, I have some very good friends who are politicians, and I would say to them, you know, I said, mm-hmm. when you invest in humanity, when you add value to the human capital, uh-huh. that would be your legacy. No matter you would be gone, and uh-huh. people there that you have added value in some way to make them who they are, and they yes. will get that. Okay, um, your designs. Um, what inspires you, your designs? You know, they has such flair and such color, their vibrancy. And when I think of it, it reminds me of the Caribbean because I'm, I'm from Jamaica. And so it reminds me. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, I, you know, like for me, my collection has a, a distinguishing mark, the lattice in, as you can see, like all of them, if you see this, this, this signature here. You'll see some, some them big skirts. You'll see some them with little, like just the top of, of the hem, or, or the bottom of the hem. And, but uh-huh. that is, I got that inspiration from the architecture in my country, Guyana, because we have beautiful, beautiful architecture. But, okay. Like sometimes I am from up the river where I live, where originally it's, I have to go all the way up there to Quiver River. And I actually had a hand painted line with flora and fauna of the, 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 animal, okay. the animal life in, in Ghana. And actually, I, I'm. I was thinking a couple of days ago and I was like, you know what? I'm going to revise that line. It will have beautiful painting of the jaguars and the, you know, then the wildlife that like we have beautiful birds and butterflies. And so uh-huh. I was lying down and I was, you know, sometimes you drift off and I was like, I need to revise that hand painted line and I'm definitely going to do it soon. But I like to come up with concepts that are unique. It must just not be like just another dress or another pants, another skirt. And it must have that distinguishing mark. People must say, oh my God, where did you get that? It must have that presence. Uh-huh. You know, it must have the pizzazz, the tenacity. It must, and you know, I, I've, 
I've gotten so many testimonies of women saying, oh, when I put on your outfit, even before leaving home, the confidence that I have, you know? This okay. my outfit at the Emmys last Sunday, and she was like, she said, when she got on the red carpet, oh, geez, the compliments. Were <laughs> like, oh, well, nothing is touching this dress that I'm wearing. Okay. Um, and you offer designs, because um, when I saw your designs, I saw male, female, yeah. and... Um, and what do you do you offer stuff for plus size, um, you know, different sizes and ages? That is my bigger market. And if, if you look at some of uh, most of the design concept, it's from like you get that from a size, a size two to 22 and even bigger. And uh -huh. thing, especially with the tops, the flowing tops, it can be worn like five different ways and it can fit like, like, a, let's say a size, a person that's wearing a size four can wear, mm -hmm. a 14 can wear the same size because the string controls it. Okay. So it's it, it's one oh. in some cases, and a lot of times my bigger market is the plus size market. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And um, I noticed that a lot of your pieces are very versatile. Extremely. You can if you can be you can you can actually wear a skirt one day. Like I went to Fire Island one day, and I was wearing a chuk top under the dress. Uh huh. And I made a dress a skirt because it just goes down. I'm uh huh. Like, wow. It looks. Why are you wearing a dress today? So you can you can actually do so many things with it and, and uh -huh. the halter off the shoulder. So some of them, if you go, they have tutorials on my design page. You can uh -huh. do so many ways that you can wear one piece. Very versatile. Okay, and um, I noticed that you um, have jewelry. Oh yes, that is a very popular. Which I see that also versatile. That can be wear can be worn as a necklace, uh -huh. as a handband, as a belt, and also around the head. You know, and, and it's it's wire and bamboo. Okay. And it's like I, I, I just love to create pieces that are, that have that versatility. It just gives me a, it's a lot of fun to, to do, it's a lot of fun to play with. I get the creative mind sometimes never stops. So Okay. And um what do you have in the works right now? Well, um my twentieth year anniversary celebration will be kicked off um, next month actually, in November when I get back home. Uh -huh. and, um, we're going to have a lot of, we're going to have a 20 under 20, that's going to be, um, 20 under 20, it's going to be a, a talent show, people of all different talents, whether from somebody that plays the piano to the steel pan, so we're going to have 20 young people under 20 years old, 20 okay. will be with display, that's one of the, uh, then we're going to have dinner, we're going to have a show called, I, I did a show here, like, before I started fashion week years ago called Simply Resistant because of fashion cabaret. Okay. Fashion. There's like, when I look at the schedule that I have, I'm like, what am I going to do anything else? But um, and that is what I'm working on right now. Um, I'm working also on my book Beyond the Runway. Okay. That's going to be out, God willing, in February. I have I write for the, I write for the newspaper every week. I have a column in the paper. Oh, it's a column. Okay. I mean, I thought I thought I was busy. How do you find time? I mean, what does a what does a day look like in the life of Sonia? <laughs> Well, I sometimes I get two hours sleep, sometimes three, sometimes I get five, but um, it it doesn't feel like that. Like my, my people that are close to me always say, "Oh my God, what did you do? How do you do it? How do you do it?" And that's a question everybody asks, and sometimes I ask myself that question. But I think it's the grace of God in my life because uh -huh. I'm telling you, I I am involved in so many other things. Like right now, I'm planning for the women in business in March. I was okay. Like today, I had the Skype with a youth leadership thing that I the youth leadership group that I'm managing. So I was on Skype with them, but I'm finished that as women in business. 
So it, it's like so many, so many things that are happening at the same time. But because I'm seeing growth, and when I look at those young people that are, and, and, and I'm seeing the growth, and, and I'm just loving it. It gives me energy. And uh -huh. Some of the women who had one product when they started women in business, now they have three products and they have more employees. So that kind of thing, that propels me. It reignites my passion. It just okay. Yes, you know, I'm seeing results. That people are people lives are getting better. So I mean, that is that is that's what triggers it. What 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 is Sonia's what 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 is your ultimate you know what what's that 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 the high level goal that you got what what is that high level goal because with everything you know you you have so much going on uh, and then you have family I mean how do you make time well before I even get to that high level goal you know as a mom myself I know of course you know spending time with the family you know, doing family, you know, stuff that is not business related and then doing business and everything else. How do you balance it? You know, for, for moms who are, who are trying to balance that and, and is struggling, you know, how do you do it? I mean, what, what, what advice do you have? You know, I still don't think we ever can find that balance. And I'm going to speak from a perspective of being a single mom. Mm -hmm. It was very difficult. I mean, growing a business, having my two daughters, and, and, and then sometimes the different got more difficult when I lived out of Guyana because there weren't a lot of families. There was actually not a lot. There was no family there. Uh -huh. I was a father. And I had to be mentor. I had to be everything. And, and, and it could be overwhelming and could be sometimes exhausting. Yes. Luckily, I had, I had my two daughters are really, really, really those girls are, are really fantastic girls. And they, they, I think they, 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 they looked at me and knew that I was making that effort. I was making that effort to have a career. And still, so they helped me. I mean, they did very well in school without very little supervision. I've never yeah. had to say, you did this, you did your assignment, nothing like that. Actually, one of my, my younger daughter actually caught the prize for Cape for the best business student in the entire Caribbean, not just in her country. Yeah, so yeah. they've had, both of them had accolades attached to their names and they're doing very well. But I think what I, what I did from a young age, knowing that I'm a single mom, what I did is teach those kids independence. I also taught them to love themselves and respect people. You uh -huh. A parent, whether it's single or, or, or both parents together, you have to give your kids the ammunition that they, they, they can Yes. They have to get that and they have to believe in themselves. And so I knew that from an early age, I said, like, listen, I have to give these kids that foundation. So even if I am not around, that they yes. will hope. So that is how, that is how, I, and I'm, I'm still trying, I mean, although they're older now, I still call them my babies, and I know they're mm -hmm. I'm not home right now, but I, you know, I try, you know, with WhatsApp and technologies, you can see them and stuff like that, but we have to really, we, we, we have to in, instill that in, 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 in our kids, that they can be anyone they want to be, they have to love themselves, they have to do that, and they have to respect others. Yes, definitely. Um, same here. I think, you know, in, in, in all the talking that we talk to our kids, because like I said, as a mom of two girls myself, my older you know, I won't say what, how old she is because then it's going to age me and my little one <laughs> and, and my little one. But what I realized is that you can talk to them as much as you want, but what they're going to do is they're going to look at the example that you're setting. And that's usually what speaks louder to them. Yeah. Because, you know, the same goes. A lot of things I didn't have to say to my daughter. I'm not saying she's the same because, you know, no kids are the same. However, I realized that a lot of my work ethic and the, you know, I guess watching you and stuff, they pick it up. Like I said, they really pick it up. Carter, I can remember waking up like 4, 4 a.m. I was, sometimes my daughter, she, she has an office in the house. Uh-huh. 21 year old, she has her own business, right? She has, uh -huh. she, she's really, really a little crazy girl. And so I said, baby, it's 4 a.m. Why don't you go to bed? She said, no, I have this order to finish. And I'm what I said, no, you need to, you need to, you need to really chill. You need to rest. She said, look who's talking. 
talking and then I'm like, you know, she said, you know, mom, I grew up seeing you just, just there, just doing it, just making things happen. And like the older one, once we were lying on the bed and she said, mom, you know what? I always thought you were superwoman. You can fix anything. Like I was like, so I, I would always tell my kids, you see my mom, she makes things happen. She can fix anything, you know? So sometimes they, and, and she now she's working in a male dominated field she works uh-huh. for a company. And she, she was, she once when she said she was in a boardroom and one of the guys said, um, Oh, I know your mom. She said, well, you can see the reason I can walk into this boardroom and not be intimidated by none of you. Mm-hmm. you know? Oh, that's good. Yeah. It, it makes you feel proud when you hear them say the things that you don't think, you know, you, you don't think they're paying attention, but then they talk and you go, Oh, wait a minute. They've been paying attention. They do. Responsibility as parents. Exactly. Not, you know what they have the saying? What do as I do and not as I some, do as I say, not as I do. No, that's not as I do. Yeah, no, they do exactly what you do. You have to be a mentor to those kids. Okay. Um, I know you. You know you were you were here in Brooklyn. Um, I guess you headed up to Boston. You're going to Atlanta. I mean, what else do you have on? You know, what 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 else are you up to um, while you're here? So I go to a conference. There are actually two conferences. I go to Atlanta. I go to North Carolina for a couple of days, and I come back to Atlanta for another conference because I'm doing the Girl Go Be Great. Then I do John Maxwell um, Lift the Lead. Okay. Then I come back. I go to Connecticut. I come back here for one day i think and then i go to connecticut okay then i go to florida um, a few places (laughs) okay and the john maxwell conference that's basically has to do with your life coaching because you're also a life coach yes um i mean i have i have really i've been following john maxwell for years like listening to his videos and until i could go to the conference you know and i actually went to I actually did the, the online program, the certification program. Then we had to go, of course, in a three days classroom and stuff. It's just like phenomenal. He's teaching like, because you have lifetime access to the university. So okay. like even if you miss classes, you know, you can go back and listen. And that I can safely tell you that that has really made me such a different person, a better person, and my thought process and, and uh-huh. how to lead better and how to be better, how to add more value to you and how to grow. Because we never stop growing. No, we never do. And that's why every day I encourage us, which includes myself, to listen something, to mm-hmm. write something, to do something that adds value to you. Yes. You only have 24 hours in a day. And what you do with your 24 hours, what Oprah Winfrey does with hers and Bill Gates, we all, your time is the greatest equalizer. What yeah. do you do with your 24 hours? Because a lot of times we want to blame everybody else but ourselves for not doing things. We have to be responsible. Right. Like the saying says, um, I will know if I spend a day with you, I'm going to know if you're going to do exactly what you said you're going to do, because, you know, if you say you're going to do something, just the way you spend your time is going to dictate whether or not you're actually going to get that done. And that's why it's got to be disciplined because the time goes by so, so quickly. We mm-hmm. have to be disciplined. You know, it, it's and discipline is not not sometimes easy to because like for me, I'm not disciplined in the gym at all. I can tell you that. Okay. I work on all aspects of my life. Yes. But you see that gym thing? Oh God, I'll be lying if I <laughs> I can feel you. I think the more the busier we are as uh, as women and mom and building everything, we don't, you know, a lot of times we don't spend enough time taking care of ourselves. I mean, how do you know, I mean not going to the gym and stuff, but the biggest thing I think us women has as a weakness is not self care. How you know, how do you make time for self care? Oh, but I do lots of massages. <laughs> <laughs> I do go to the spa, but um, I try to eat well. Because um, uh-huh. I, 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 um, I mean, we all probably can can do a little more health wise. 
Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not a kind of person that 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 looks like, oh my god I'm not having I, I like chocolate I'm kind of I'm chilling on that a bit. Oh, you and me both. I'm a chocoholic. <laughs> now I can control that. But for me, the gym is not just to look mm-hmm. a certain way, but it's just health. It's just you and yes. healthy. So I, I drink a lot of water. Naturally, that's me. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, I do eat I don't eat reasonably well. And maybe that's why I'm in, in not such bad shape. But um I also treat myself with I, I go to the spa. Jeez, I can have a massage right now. I'm talking about the spa. But um, your mind too, because a lot of times when we what we put in our body, we expect to put crap in our body and get what yes. you deposit. That's what you can withdraw. So when we get exactly. Home, we think we only, oh my God, why am I not feeling well? It's the crap you put in your body. We put in our body, so we have to to think about our the inner the inner us. I'm I'm working a lot. I mean, you can fix the outside, but mm-hmm. that inner that mind and that that I mean, I'm I'm really I'm I'm working a lot on that. Yeah, me too. Me too. I'll put my hand up. Me too. I'm guilty of that sometimes, but you know, you do your best. Um, okay. So what, who's your style icon? My style icon, you know, it would definitely have to be my Caribbean girl, Rihanna, to think of it. Um, Okay. I mean, she has such style. I mean, I met her personally when she actually came to my shop in Barbados. I was living in Barbados then. Because okay. Because to decide whether I do her dress for the Music Awards or a lady named Nakatari who was Barbadian. So um, she had to come for her measurements and stuff like that. So I personally met her. Uh, she's she has grown into such, she has really grown into the industry. And I mean, she just makes anything look good. And definitely, yes. it would definitely have to be my, my, my Caribbean girl, Rihanna. Okay. And, um, and I should what- add... The, uh-huh. the, the former first lady. I just, I think she has such class. Michelle Obama. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um, what would you say is your theme song? My theme song. Oh, it would definitely be "I'll Survive." You know that song. <laughs> you know that song. What's it? You know that song. Um. Oh gosh, I don't think karaoke would actually was backup singer doing it. <laughs> oh gosh, it's. It's either that or that Superwoman by Alicia Keys. Probably Superwoman by Alicia Keys. Probably that. Yeah. Okay. And um, the other one too, because of the words in it. I can't sing, so I can't even sing it. Oh, oh don't worry. That's the one talent that I never got either. <laughs> we can't get it all. We cannot get it all, right? My, right. I have two sisters who can sing. You can uh-huh. Three of us sisters. Okay. Two can sing and you and get any at all. <laughs> yeah, you do but you got talent that they don't have. I said, okay. Okay, somebody had to get something. Okay, um, and what's the one thing, as, as a designer and even as someone who is a fashionista, what's the one style or beauty must have you? What one style of beauty must have that you must have when you leave the leave home? Whether it's be a beauty piece or, or a style piece? You know, I, you would really be surprised to, probably to my answer because if you open my purse many times, there's no lipstick, there's nothing in there. People probably think I'm vain, but I'm not that vain because I walk with nothing. And then sometimes when I'm out, I'm like, oh, geez, I don't have, because it's just, I think, uh-huh. even like, for me, I probably should say my eyebrow pencil because I draw it on in case it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> my, 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 my friend, Richard Young, looked at me one day, I had no eyebrows on. I was on this, in the streets and he's like, you are equally as confident without those eyebrows just like you were. And I'm like, because it's for more from the inside for me. Uh-huh. Say... The one must-have beauty piece for you to walk with. For me, it should be my eyebrows. <laughs> okay, I hear you. I think it maybe lip gloss. I don't know. Maybe. maybe. So if if we were doing a what's in your bag, that we wouldn't find any kind of beauty. You'll definitely, you would hardly find anything. 
hardly find you probably find oh the sample cologne you know uh -huh. all the little sample ones right when, when you buy the big ones they give you the little ones I have, uh -huh. maybe you'll find that in my bag <laughs> you had it maybe sometimes lipstick but on the other you probably won't find anything business cards and yes you'll definitely find business cards in my bag yeah see you, you don't go with other business cards but you don't mind leaving the the, the stuff to, but see that's confidence for you that's confidence okay um, one more. Um, what would you tell at this point in your life? What would what advice would you give your twenty three year old self? My twenty three year old self, I would um, definitely tell her to go to the gym. That's one. <laughs> Just get <laughs> like let her get into your. But I would definitely tell her. Um, you know, at, at twenty three, if I probably had you know what I know now, I would have been a part ahead. But at twenty three, that. Um, you can you can do it you can you can do way more than you think that you can uh -huh. and um because at, at 23 my self-confidence would not have been what it is right now but i would definitely say to her that have a growth plan that you can adjust have a growth plan that you take seriously okay growth don't happen by accident uh-huh that's to be intentional i'll probably I'll, I'll definitely tell her have a growth plan yeah i think that's a great ending be intentional be deliberate and um and basically you know have a good plan okay yeah, because you have to plan to grow you, mm -hmm. it doesn't happen. you don't wake up and you just you know you have to yeah okay, i'm going to do these courses now i'm going to buy this book i'm going to do whatever so a growth plan i would say to any young person that's listening a growth plan is important in your life yeah kind of like some people say overnight success but there's no such thing as overnight success you've been working and toiling when they sleeping you up. Overnight success was two decades or so. I was listening to him one day. So people think they now hear about you, but when the work that you've been putting in behind the scenes for decades, the tears sweat yes. and they sometimes want to, oh my God, you know, they don't, right. but they see the end result. Right. That's why you see a lot of people get in and then when it gets tough, they go, ah, you know, because they don't realize it wasn't just that you got up and you did it. You had a, a lot of sweat equity. Uh, a lot of tears, a lot of sleepless nights, all that stuff. You have to put it in. And sometimes, sometimes it, if you, if you weren't passionate about the things that you want to do, because even for me as a, as, as a business owner, if I wasn't passionate about what I want to do, and like you said, if I didn't have a strong why, I would have quit a long time ago. That's why it's important that you feel it from in here. It has to be deep. You have to love it. You have yes. to love it like you've never loved before. So that is what really gives you that extra when we because we all have our dumb days uh-huh yes we do okay sonia it was such a pleasure just getting a chance to chat with you um and to you know to to listen to your your, your um your mindset um what drives you what what keeps you going and um i hope to get one of those beautiful pieces oh it's already in the bag <laughs> <laughs> okay do you like bright colors Oh yeah, I love love bright colors. I I so love those pieces. I can't wait to show everyone um, what the pieces see. look like. But you know what? I say to people on your dumb days, put on something that lifts you. Don't put on gray and navy and whatever. Put on something that feels as if you're on the beach in Barbados or Jamaica or something like that. So. Yes, awesome, awesome. I can't wait. Okay, so it was such a pleasure. Um, I could keep going and you know talking to you. I mean, I always love talking to you know, inspiring women, women or, or making it happen who are fabulously fearless and, and killing it. Because I tell people, I, I have this, um, you know, sub-brand called fabulously fearless. And, you know, I tell people, it's not that you 
you don't go through the struggles and you don't deal with the issues that they deal with. But, and you feel that fear and you go through the struggles and you do it anyway, because life is always going to throw stuff at you. Even when you're stuff at you. These are knocking, do it anyway. You know, and, and you know, when you talk about fear, there's you can we can go on. People are afraid to fail. Come on, don't bother with that. So feel the fear and do it anyway. Thank you so much. <laughs> okay. All right. It was a pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Open Conversations podcast. Share your thoughts, leave a note, or ask a question in the comment area below. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to share us on social, subscribe, and leave an honest review on iTunes to help us move up in the charts. Until Until next time. You have been listening to the Open Conversations podcast with Nicole Williams and Rodney Carter. And today, we interviewed renowned fashion designer, philanthropist, entrepreneur, and author, Dr. Sonia E. Noel. Thanks again for listening. Be open, be conversational, and be safe. Peace.